From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Yes, Monday nights we get to spend some time with the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders for Tom Sousa Pizza. And by the way, I've got two tickets to the next Stampeder home game. they got the bye week right now, but Saturday, June 29th, the BC Lions are in town for a 5 o'clock kickoff. And here's the deal tonight. The person who provides me with the best question for the coach on the text line, again, if you have the best question for the coach on the text line, 403-974-8255, I'm going to give you those tickets to the Stampeders and the BC Lions. Let's welcome the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson. Well, coach, uh, we're not used to talking about losses after home games, especially home openers. As I said, there were a few positives, but a few negatives as well. You've had you've had a couple of nights to sleep on this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on a Monday night? Yeah, it was disappointing in lots of ways. Um, you know, like you said, no one going on a bye, and then also... Uh, Feeling like he kind of gave it away. So I mean, uh, lots of things that are very disappointing. But I'm a I'm an optimistic guy by by nature. To be honest, I, I gotta at least look at something to to get positive on. And and uh, and also, you know, it's it's just one of those things where the first game of the year I don't think can make or break your season. It certainly is easier to keep start winning, but um, we have to make sure that the the things we didn't do well we we get better at and hopefully the next time we have that opportunity we uh, start showing that we can close out some games well and, and that's the important thing because you're right this is game one and and hey bottom line is you're not going to go 18 and oh that's that's pretty obvious but what i found interesting and, and i heard this so much from the fans on saturday night and even greg peterson was talking about it it's tough because normally your play calling is about 50 50 with the run pass but for for whatever reason uh, the running game just wasn't working in that game and i've had a number of emailers uh, this one from joe saying hey no running means no winning no winning means no playoff please run the ball uh, what happened with the running attack well you know i i do think we lost the battle up front i think both uh our offensive line lost the battle to their d-line and i i think their offensive line won the battle against our d-line so you know a lot of times some it sometimes guys um can be you know like how many chances do you get how many calls are we going to make um but physically we weren't as good as them um sometimes i think uh it's a mindset. Uh, you better be ready for that battle. And, uh, you know, I think technically you can always survive, but when you go into that with your mind, right, and that you're going to go to war and you're going to be more aggressive, physical than the other guy, you'll win more than your share. Um, so, you know, ultimately I thought both of those areas we lost. We made a lot of plays, like defensively on our back end. Uh, a couple of them were kind of given to us with tips, but uh, – we made the plays, and then um, as far as running the ball, I'm not going to run the ball if you're averaging two yards a carry. Right. Our only run that we got any yards out of was on a third and one where we ran a, a fancy play, and we got some. So we just didn't, you know, five yards was the most we got on any run play. Um, that's I'm not in the business of being in second along all day, and we weren't able to move them. So ultimately, you got to move on with your play calling and try to uh, find other ways to be productive. Did losing Terry Williams also throw a wrench into that because he can he can add a different style of running compared to Don Jackson? Yeah, I, I don't think Don uh, hit every hole right, but I don't think there were a lot open for him. I think we had a, an opportunity or two to to maybe read the the blocking differently, but 
Uh, we, you know, Terry does. Uh, it was clogged up inside, and Terry had a little bit more jump to the outside. Not to say that Don can't do it. Um, you know, Don made a, an amazing play at the end of the game on a swing pass. That game would have been over if he doesn't break two tackles and give us that first down and give us at least a chance. And he had his best game receiving of the of his career. So you know, there were some positives. You know, sometimes short passes can be just as efficient as run. It just gets you out of the mix, gets you out of that at interior D-line linebackers and let you operate in space. And I think Don did uh, basically it's run game, but just kind of little quick passes to the outside. He did his, uh, a nice job on those. Without a doubt. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Bo Levi-Mitchell, because you mentioned on our post-game interview that, you know, you needed to coach better, Bo needed to play better, and, and the spotlight is really going to be on Bo this year because everybody knows about the salaries and everything else from that standpoint. Uh, how would you assess Bo's game? Well, I mean, it is the truth. I mean, a head coach, quarterback, you, you, if you lose, you better look in the mirror and, and figure out, you know, um, how you can be better. Not that everyone shouldn't, but you got a little bit more, I guess, pulse on the game. And, um, you know, I'm calling the plays and, and Bo is executing them on offense. And he, he was sharp early and he making some nice decisions, nice throws. Like you said, the one to press was super pretty. And, you know, then it almost felt like when we went for third and he was probably even a half yard. And we didn't get it. And then we go back down and throw a nice out route and we cough up the fumble. It almost felt like we lost our confidence a little bit. And, you know, then it was more like, oh, don't make a mistake. Let's protect the lead. And we just couldn't get going. We really put our defense in a tough bind in, that, in the second half. I mean, we really couldn't find a way to get first downs. We get, get a little momentum when we took a, uh, untimely penalty there. And, uh, it was a tough go, but you know what? I'm, I told Bo, quit beating yourself up. I'm glad he cares. He knows it wasn't his best game, and I'm glad he cares. But the the best thing to do is just work like you always do. He's a he's a hell of a worker. I mm-hmm. mean, he he knows what he's doing. He's he takes pride in in being prepared and, and giving the best every week. It's unrealistic to be your best every week, but I certainly know he's the effort is there. And uh, as a whole unit, uh, we have to you know come together and, and just try to be more consistent and, and make more plays. And, even defensively, they had a lot of turnovers, but, you know, um, we have to be better at the line of scrimmage. We have to stop the run because when you, once you can't stop the run, it opens up all everything else for them, and that's kind of what happened uh, as well. If we didn't get those turnovers, um, you know, they, they certainly made a lot of plays running the ball on us. Just following up on Bo for a second, but I just got this text from Frank, and Frank says, I think, and this is Frank saying, I think if Bo played more than 10 minutes in the preseason, he would have been sharper. Uh, d- do you rethink that, Coach? You know, you've sort of no, gone with that philosophy. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't think so. I played him more than most quarterbacks played in the preseason. Um, so, you know, Trevor Harris didn't play at all in the second game. He had a pretty good game. Um, he, Bo was super sharp in the preseason, too. The thing about it is, you know, you, you definitely, I think, at times, um, certain teams, and you get into a rhythm, and I, I felt like, you know, we, we didn't protect as good as we want, and then when we did, Bo didn't have faith that it was going to get protected, and he just didn't step into some throws. But he also, um, you know, he was getting some pressure. They were blitzing us a lot on second down, playing coverage on first down. Uh, we couldn't come up with a with a contested catch for him either. We had three or four that were close, mm-hmm. And they weren't easy catches, um, you know, not necessarily drops. There was a drop or two, but definitely what balls we could have come up with. And I think if we come up with one of those, maybe that creates that momentum and gives us that good feeling to kind of get rolling. We just couldn't get it done. 
Okay, I'm getting lots of uh, questions about the injury. So can you just give us a quick update on Junior Turner, Essam Rubere, and, and Terry Williams? Not a ton, except Junior. Like I said, I think Junior's is, is quite serious. Um, you know, they're they're talking about a, a knee surgery that, uh, and it's a, it's an extensive one. So uh, I don't I don't have all the details, and I, I hate to talk about specifics, but it's not looking good for Junior uh, for this year, and, and that's a tough one too because you know Junior really came into his own more as a leader and and a guy that I felt showed his worth last year. I mean, he's been hurt a bit. We kind of put him on a prove-it contract, and boy, did he prove it last year in 18 games, and he finished a great cup with that sack. I mean, I really felt like uh, he was growing up uh, as that leader in the room and, and also just a guy I, I liked having around. Uh, he works, uh, so it popped. I mean, I could see it on tape. Uh, it was unfortunate, and you know, we'll just we'll just see what the prognosis is long term. But that one's mm. the one that's really concerning me. You hate to hear those stories, uh, without a doubt. Uh, so, so, what do you do as an organization now? Because you know, you 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 are thin on the defensive line a little bit. Tough to replace Canadians, and and Essa and 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 Junior are both Canadians. Um, d- d- do you have to change your ratio? Uh, you know, I'm sure you and Huff are, are exploring all options right now. Yeah, we're in a buy, but we both we both went into work this morning and. Uh, with the scouting department and uh we we got a plan where we put something in motion that we'll see if it works and we are concerned uh we think we need at least we need both we need some new americans and we need uh, if there's any good canadians out there we want to at least kick the tires and see if they're available um and we're gonna try and we're, we're doing that right now it's just a matter of not the guys want to be part of our club and our system and our and our team and I think we'll get some people, but that doesn't mean you're going to just be world beaters. I mean, there's a reason that most guys are on the street. And, um, you know, some of them, the U.S. guys, they just don't want to commit to Canada right away. They want to see what's out there. We're getting a few more calls from people that we liked. The negative is they didn't go through training camp, and we don't know how to evaluate them. And, and you know, there has to be some value to that, that, that we have to give some value to the guys that have went, went through training camp. And, given us uh, everything they got so far. So we're certainly working on it. It does seem like D-Line has taken over the priority here, um, and we'll just see if we can get something done. Coach, we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to open it up to the uh, to the callers, to the listeners, uh, because as I mentioned off the top of the show, two tickets up for grabs to the Stamps and the Lions, Saturday, June 29th. Check out Gridiron Gardens. Lots of fun prior to the game. Five o'clock kickoff. That should be a great game. You got Mike Riley coming to down, Nick Lewis, Devon Claybrooks, and I'm going to give these tickets away to the person who provides the best question for the coach on the text line, 403-974-8255. More with head coach Dave Dickinson when we come back. Brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home with locations in Calgary and Okotoks. Head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, joins us after every single Stampeder game. The Stampeders, as you know, lost 32-28 to the Ottawa Red Blacks on Saturday night to kick off a brand new season. Let's go to the phone lines, bring in Cliff. Hey, Cliff, you're on the air with coach Dave Dickinson. Hey, Coach, I just want to say I know it's a little bit of a learning process with the new guys on defense. And uh, uh, so just as far as your front six go, it, it sort of appeared that you were leaning more, at least early in the game, of going through a, sort of a, a 3-3 look. I think you mean the 3-4 look. Yeah, 3-4 look. Now, the 3-3 three, 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 I always consider that... Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that uh, Sam linebacker more of a defensive back than yeah, fair, anything. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, so, I mean, usually we've got like the four down linemen and we've got the two linebackers and, and the 3-3 three, three just sort of comes in as a change of pace. Is it is it fair to say we, we're experimenting a little bit more with going uh, with a 3-3 three, three as sort of a base? Yeah, we did. I mean, Brent... Uh... We had talked about that in the offseason, at least having that option. I mean, especially when we weren't sure, you know, how many D-line we are going to rotate through there anyway. And, and, and feeling like uh, we've got some pretty good athletes uh, at the linebacker position. You know, we still have to be able to slice up the run game, though. I mean, when you go to a 3-3 package, you got littler bodies. Um, you've got to be able to, you know, hold up. And ultimately, that's the challenge. Uh, and it's not that you go in and you take that offensive lineman on. It's that you confuse them with movement. You try to two-gap them, meaning you, you start outside and you actually cross two gaps and get them confused and free guys up. And there's a lot of teams that do it and do it well, and uh, we experiment. I thought Ivan McLennan walking back, we had a, a package where he kind of played linebacker uh, as well. I thought that he did a nice job back there. But, you know, we don't feel right now that we just want to just line up and, and just let people come downhill on us because we just don't feel like we're quite as stout as we need to be. So, um Brent definitely experimented with it. Not sure it was the exact results we were looking for, but uh, we put it on tape, and uh, we'll see if people have to prepare for it. I appreciate that. I mean, is it is it? Uh, do we? Are you feeling comfortable that we have a personnel to go uh, two gap? Like, um, uh, how how do you felt our uh, our linebackers were at uh, reading the play, and were they were they kept clean? It, it seemed like uh, uh, honestly there was a few plays where they were a step behind i think i think all those the, the what i would consider the front six no matter if you call it four two or three three i think we could do a little bit better on the run game i think they rallied and tackled extremely well i think the effort was there i mean even like cordero didn't get any sacks or nothing but he was running the entire game and you know we finished the game with 40 linemen and you could tell they were tired but the effort was still great so yeah you can listen efforts effort doesn't win you games obviously but I still like to see, especially from those vets, and we'll get better. We just got so many new parts right there. Uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't clean. You're right, but it uh, it was a, it was a starting point. We would have liked to one and built off of that, but uh, there still would have been lots to clean up, and and we know we have to be better in order to get that W. Hey, Cliff, that was an excellent question. Thank you very much. I know you also sent it on the text line, so uh, you're in the running for those uh, tickets. Just so you know, here's a question from Ryan, coach, and he says after watching the film. What wasn't working with the run game? Well, we actually already already addressed that. That wasn't the one I had from Ryan. I had another one from Ryan here. Just hang on a sec. Let me let me find it because uh, uh, I, I I've got too many from Ryan here. Ryan's been sending me a lot of uh, a lot of questions. He wants, he wants those tickets. Yeah, I guess I guess he does. Exactly right. No, the the question was actually on on Trey Roberson and and Ryan says after watching that one, you know, Trey Roberson, I thought had a good game, but probably overshadowed the play of Deshaun Amos. That was the question I was looking for. He, you know, he just your Thoughts on Deshaun Amos? Well, going into the game, I think we were most concerned. I was, uh, you know, without maybe feeling like we had a, a big-time pass rush, how would our DBs hold up? And I wasn't concerned about Trey. I knew I knew Trey would play well, and he played better than uh, any game last year. I was a little bit concerned with our young guys to the field, and, and, and Raheem and Deshaun and Match held their own. In fact, I thought they played pretty well. Um you know, I will say Ottawa didn't take uh, – they were kind of throwing all their passes off what we call RPOs, run pass options, mm-hmm. and a lot of what we call Sally game, which just means you fake the run, you pull it and hit the edge. But 
there was still they had to cover and they made plays in the ball. I thought both Raheem and Deshaun were tested and they passed. Uh, I'm sure they'll, there's things they want to do better as well, but uh, the back end to me looked pretty solid and, uh, um, you know, so that was a, for me, that was a positive. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, maybe just a, a quick comment on, on what happens during the bye week. Uh, you know, obviously the guys that need treatment, they're going to be around. When do you guys, when do you get the team back together? Uh, what's the, uh, what's the procedure here for the next week? Uh, guys don't come back till Monday, which we call it day A, just meaning that we come in and kind of have an extra day of practice that week. Coaches will be on on the weekend. I mean, most of us live in town. Uh, uh, certainly a few guys have uh, stepped away, but most of us just kind of, I got kids, so when they're in school, I'm in working and uh, peeking at film. But we got a tough stretch here, obviously, in BC. They went on the road a couple, of, like uh, Hamilton and Sask, and then we have a five-day back home at Toronto. So we understand there's lots of football waiting for us and we're all eager to get after it so uh you know it, it's fine to have a buy in week two honestly for the players i think it's probably even a little bit early but as coaches we're not we're not tired yet so we'd rather just keep slugging it out yeah you know with the with the nine team league obviously you have those three by a week so it does mix up every uh, single time hey coach uh, we could we could chat a lot more but uh that's all the time i have for tonight thanks so much for your time and and we'll do it again after the bc game Okay, thanks, John. You betcha. Dave Dickinson, he's the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, joins us, of course, after every single game. And the next Stampeder home game is against those BC Lions. We'll award those tickets when we come back. Had some great questions tonight. Didn't get to them all, but you probably have a pretty good idea where I'm leaning. 403-974-8255. That's the number to call if you want to weigh in on Sports Talk with Jock tonight. When we come back, we're going to hook up with Moses Woldu from Global Sports. I'm also going to get to my CFL Week 2 Power Rankings. The Sports Talk with Jock CFL Power Rankings. Where did the Calgary Stampeders weigh in? Well, let me tell you, they took a mighty drop in the Power Rankings this week. Uh, we'll weigh in on that when we return as well. This is 770 CHQR.